knows her name. Nobody knows when she will strike. All they know is that she is a deadly bounty hunter, and her latest mission has taken her to Coruscant, home of the Jedi. Her target, an old friend of Qui-Gon Jinn's. Qui-Gon and his apprentice, Obi-Wan Kenobi, make an attempt to catch her and fail. Now they are her targets, too. Wow, I didn't actually hear it because I was distracted by the voice. (laughs) The voice? The voice! Congratulations on Jake for finally hitting puberty. Um, I think I descended out of it. Whoa! So, oh. hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm Ray. Well, so much of the Force Awakens episode was cut. Like his just Ray impressions. Welcome to Grand Moff Talking. This is the worst episode yet. This is another bonus episode of the EU uh, Expanded Universe. As, or some, you guys as never some, like, do it extended. right. Do we have an intro you for guys. this? You'd never say E U. You say like you just say E U. Yeah, because it's called the E U. I know, EU. but that's okay. Listen, are we're you all the host friends. Of we're this all one? bros. I'm so sorry. I'll uh, be quiet. I will put the knife. Down. I'm so sorry. Um. <laughs> so this is slightly less delicately curated, short form discussion. Blah blah blah. You know the whole thing. I don't yeah. remember it. Um. But we're talking about another children's book because <laughs> that's all we do on this podcast we talk about books for kids so this week we're going to listen to isaac uh discuss our third children's book in a row um mm. we've been we did the book report format for that last one we tried it for the first one it didn't we decided it didn't work so well yeah it's fine well i say we there's one member who doesn't like it so because now of him, listen we're going to <laughs> We're going to discontinue. I'm that one bit. person. The other two didn't override me. Yeah, I don't really I, care that much. Yeah. So, Hashtag thanks, Jake. <laughs> get that trending, please, fans. Uh, moff talkies. What do we call them? Moffy talkies. Moffy talkies. Like a walkie talkie, but with a moffy. Whose idea was that? Did you guys know Fine. you were called moffy talkies? Sorry. So Isaac, what did you read? And well, who guys, wrote it, and what's it about? Don't do it all at once. All answers are your mom. Star Wars. <laughs> oh. Jedi Apprentice, number eleven. Of a 18-part series. That's great. I kept with the, the you and I. I kept with the spirit of the EU and just jumped right in the middle, That's just good. face good. first. Jedi Apprentice number eleven, the Diadly Hunter, or in proper English, the Deadly Hunter, written as all Jedi Apprentice books were, except for pretty sure the first one in the entire series. Written by Jude Watson. Jude. Watson. Wait a second. I loved him in uh, except for the first one and the entire series. This one? The first book of Jedi... In the entire series. Jedi Apprentice number one... Oh, I think you said and. ...was written by Jackson McGillicuddy, and then... <laughs> That's not a real name. Through the end. That's a Captain Underpants Professor Poopy book. Yeah. Look, look where they put the name all the way down there. Yeah, Jude Watson. Poor Jude. You, you, you would have thought Scholastic would have written this, but no, it's uh, Mr. Jude Watson. They, they it made really it like is the buried. tiniest font they could. Usually in these Star Wars books, especially now, they'll put the they'll put the author in real big letters, sometimes yeah. bigger than the title. And this one, they're really trying mm-hmm. to hide the fact that old Jude Watson wrote it. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, Chuck Wendig's name not very yeah, big on Suck Wendig. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so, did you, first off, I just want to establish, did you like this book? Quite frankly, we uh, what you said, Riley, on yours, how... Your book was a page turner. Mm-hmm. You kept your yours kept you entertained. I felt the exact same way. Like I had the exact oh. same sentiment. 
where I was like laughing out loud reading this book. <laughs> Man. It was so awesome. <laughs> you picked poorly. Yeah. I feel like I, I chose poorly. Yeah. I feel like I drew the wrong end of the straw stick on yeah, that I, horse. You should dip <laughs> your toe into say. like the third grade novel game, Jake, because <laughs> yeah. it is sort of a tremendous ride. Really taking that. children's literature to task. And if you're wondering, um, heartfelt thanks to Jane Mason and Sarah Hines Stevens for their contribution to Jedi Apprentice. So wherever you guys may be. That's the dedication page, not your or, sentiments. Or quite possibly God rest your soul. Oh, Jane Mason, wow. Sarah Hines Stevens. Hey, if you're dead, if you're alive, come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> now, when was this book written? This book was in the year of our Lord, um, 2000. Whoa! So this is our first book that we've read that's post uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah. I mean, post Phantom Menace. Post Phantom first. Menace. It is about Qui Gon, so that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I already forgot that part of it. <laughs> our good friend Obi Wan Kenobi's on the front of this book wearing a tan robe instead of wait, he's He's wearing like a uh, a white Jedi robe, but without like the belt, so he kind of Caucasian kinda... Jedi robe. Oh, oh boy, oh, oh. he looks like he's wearing like a bathrobe with a tan bathrobe on top of it. He's like he has two bathrobes on, and he's got his blue lightsaber there. You can tell it's him, I guess. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm glad to I... hear that you liked this book because I loved them when I read them when I was younger mm-hmm. and. I probably read them when they came out in 2000 or whatever, and I'm just glad to hear that they are actually enjoyable. I'm not going to say they're good. They're probably not good, but I'm glad they're enjoyable. I was about to say enjoyable for maybe different reasons. Right. Then I have a quick child of the 90s question. Hashtag 90s kids, okay. by the way, guys. Hit me. I was a child of the 90s. This will not be insufferable at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be as terrible as you think it's going to hey, be. Hey, Gen X, where are you at? <laughs> Now, when you guys were in school, did you guys get those little, like, Scholastic, almost like coupon books? And you could oh, get, yeah. like, really cheap paperback books from Scholastic. And you would, like, check the ones that you wanted mm-hmm. and bring them to school. And oh, yeah, that was the included. best. Yes. Okay. I was wondering if this is a book that maybe came from that, like, little Scholastic I'm catalog. Sh- I was homeschooled. I didn't. I didn't no kidding. Oh, did your mom make a fake catalog for you? Yeah, they were all made-up books. Is Riley? <laughs> she never gave It was all, me. like... The Riley Adventures. Riley's great, part seven. <laughs> so sad. Is that Riley? Is that why you make a pillow fort anytime anyone ever brings up conflict of any kind? Yes. <laughs> Excuse me, I gotta go build a fort. Is that why you caved so quickly for my demands to not use the book report format? <laughs> is that why you have to take your corn on the cob and pluck off corn cobs one by one? You have multiple and, corn cobs on the corn cob. <laughs> as a homeschool child does. Totally worth it. Anyway. This book, this the Adley Hunter. The D. Adley Hunter. So, walk us through who are the main waka characters waka. of this book. Waka, walk us through the main characters. Main characters. I see some kind of insane cyborg with a whip on the front of the book. You know what? If Funny I remember, story. She's awesome, if I remember correctly. Maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't know after reading this book. Oh, no. But she remains unnamed from start to finish. Oh, okay. From F to F? <laughs> no. Nope. From S to F. S to F. I started um... with the finish. <laughs> Anyway, if you're listening to our last episode, you won't be quite as offended by that. From street to fighter? <laughs> From street to fighter, you don't learn her name. Okay, so she she's around, but our main characters besides Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan's kind of our point of view character. He's 14 years old in this POV. book. Yeah. Person of interest. <laughs> <laughs> Interested in visual. Yeah, that's the... Uh, Dang it. I am really dyslexic this episode. <laughs> the Massage of Interest uh, spinoff on CBS. Massage Interest? <laughs> Massage. <laughs> Envy. Let's come on. Let's keep going. 
our our podcast has just become word association games. <laughs> I can't. I, who listens to this? Okay. So this book we we talked about with uh, Jake's episode, how they some authors took the uh, young adult genre and kind of used it as an excuse for lazy lazy writing. <laughs> To me, just the, all the misspeaking is really adding <laughs> up to me. I misspoke. I was misquoted. Um, <laughs> but what this book does, you know how when, we, just, we just mentioned Person of Interest on CBS. You take uh, any procedural drama, you know, like a Law and Order or a CSI, you see the events transpire in most of them, like 90% of the events, you're like, wow, that was pretty convenient. Like, you had to get the episode wrapped up in an hour. Mm-hmm. And so... Certain events just kind of had to fall into place to... Certain people of interest kind of faded yeah. by the wayside. Yeah, so someone just happens to have to be at the exact same bar that the uh, private investigator is drinking at after a long day. You're yeah. like, hey, that's the guy that killed the mother of three. And then he chases Are we still that. in the analogy at this point? <laughs> yes, yes. The longest one yet. Yeah, so a lot of convenient events take place in order to move us along in, ah. in time. And this book has that in droves. Like, we have... This book is 118 pages of a children's length page and it <laughs> each page is about four foot it <laughs> <laughs> not quite big enough big enough to get on the uh the roller coaster at the old amusement park but no, uh no you're riding the snoopy rides is that day. the amusement park is? where han and leia got married <laughs> listen to our last episode oh, a little, yes. little treat of things to come we'll talk about navel gazing <laughs> we don't because it was cut out <laughs> you, you done so, well with that joke Isaac. thank you thank you there are so many convenient events that move us about in space and time. A series of convenient events? <laughs> okay. By you know what? I'm not even joking. I thought of, like, I was thinking of that book series when I was reading this because this came out, I think uh, A Bad Beginning came about. Uh, 1999, out, I think. Yeah, 98, 99. This book came out in 2000. And so these books were happening around the same time. And those books were kind of designed for the same audience. I remember my uh, fourth grade teacher read us a bad beginning in class. And so, and I absorbed that story. That's when I really got into those books was fourth, yeah. fifth grade. And so this book, maybe I'd say maybe is it like a third grade reading level. And so we're kind of in the same ballpark, but the Lemony Snicket books were not lazy writing. No. In fact, they get better if you read them as an adult. There's, yeah. there's packed full of great things. Yeah. And, but the trap this book falls into is kind of the trap that we talked about with the old EU where, Instead of like deep diving into characters or kind of learning more about the Star Wars universe, we kind of just take the uh, the template of Star Wars, like the bounty hunters and the Force and lightsabers, and then we insert it into like a whodunit or a crime mystery or uh, a space war. And like, hey guys, here are Star Wars characters, so enjoy. <laughs> and this this book definitely falls into that trap. And this book kind of turned. It is like a mystery book. This reminds me of almost like a boxcar children book, or like, oh, a, yeah. like a like a Cam Jansen, where yeah. like this is like the mystery of the deadly. If you enter, if this would have totally been my jam back in the day. It sounds like. yeah. I I haven't read any more of these Jedi Apprentice books like recently, but I'm sure you could put the mystery of in front of all of these book titles. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And it, yeah. it would fit in perfectly, like the the mystery of the Mark of the Crown, <laughs> the mystery of the uncertain path. Yes, <laughs> the uncertain path. Yeah, that's uncertain what, path. Oh, that's I think you said bath with a, with a B. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wait a bath. second. <laughs> Did they clean up? Who knows? But my one of my favorite parts of this book actually is the beginning because in order to get us into the action of the book, you, of course, might need something crazy to transpire. You might need... Fighting uh, a tree, for instance. Yeah. 
you might need a bounty hunter to attack a senator's ship to kind of get us into the action. This book starts out with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon landing on Coruscant. Second paragraph, it starts, Around him rose the many levels of Coruscant, the city that covered a planet. Nice. And so he was standing on a landing platform on one of the high levels of the city, surrounded by tall buildings with spires and turrets, just like Coruscant. <laughs> the whole planet's one big city. <laughs> <laughs> this book kind of was written by Rick Olai because this, uh, <laughs> from start to finish, it, it is funny. Like you can tell, like I try not to make that a criticism of this book because it kind of helps out probably kids reading this because it'll kind of describe things twice. Like if someone's about to do something like, like, and so they knew what they had to do. They had to go find the bounty hunter. Qui-Gon looked at Obi-Wan and said, we need to go find the bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Like in the Lemony Snicket books, they would do that for laughs. They would do it as yeah. a joke for the you know the narrator to say something and then make it redundant by the dialogue. Mm -hmm. This sounds like they just think the kids Lemony are dumb. Snicket. Hey, I'm trying to make an analogy. I was gonna say, basically like, saying that you can have a book like this for this age audience and still have it be good and have some depth to it. We only have one person who can make analogies and metaphors on this show, and it is not you. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's true. It's true. Describe this to me, uh, tissue and napkin style. Okay. Um, Instead of that, how about we just go through the plot? <laughs> I don't want to sit through that. So as I mentioned, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan have landed on Coruscant for Lord knows what reason. There really was no context given as to why they landed. Maybe book 10 covered why they came back to Coruscant, but I have no interest in going back and reading that, of course. Um, <laughs> that'd be what a professional podcast does. But they are on Coruscant, and it's funny. Okay, I'm going to take another sidebar and say one positive thing about this book is I was looking for plot holes just to kind of laugh at this book. But Jude Watson actually did a pretty good job of kind of tying up loose ends by the end of the book. Whether or not they were, it was like the best way to tie them up, he actually did like address things that were mentioned, like maybe in page 10 of the book. You're like, did we kind of forget about this? And then 50 pages later, he kind of addresses it again. So mm. that was one nice thing the book did because right off the bat, Obi-Wan is very hungry. Hungry. It says it's about time for... Yeah, real hungry. Really hungry. <laughs> it's about time for what they call the midday meal, or as I'm sure colloquial, colloquially... We would call it lunch or supper. I've only called we would it not the, call the midday meal supper. I've only you would call it, it dinner. Meal. Do they call it supper around here? I, I thought I no. My here's dad what says it, supper, but no one you, else I know. Here's says what supper. happens around here: is mm -hmm. dinner is lunch and supper is dinner. What are you talking about? That's how it is in Ohio. No. Yes, my lunch grandparents do that. Okay. I thought supper. Who I'm says saying dinner. Dinner is old lunch? people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like if you read that. like the Little House on the Prairie books, they would call lunch dinner. And dinner supper. Bring your bring your dinner pail to work. That's like your you know your. That's lunch. stupid. Guys, read a book every once in a while. <laughs> I just that's man. not for third graders. <laughs> I like should not follow single right. Yeah, adult <laughs> books like Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> I am still stalled out at like page three of this book. Yeah, let's get let's get it going. I have okay. a good theory though. Later on, I'm gonna write it down so I don't forget. Okay, so let let's see, because it, it it's really funny because so Obi Wan is really hungry. Look here, comes an air taxi. Obi Wan st started forward. Wait, Padawan. Okay, so this is where it gets good. Obi-Wan turned. Qui-Gon hesitated and waved him back. I have another idea. Would you mind if we made a stop first? Obi-Wan tried to hide his disappointment. Whatever you wish. Qui-Gon smiled. It won't take long. There's someone I'd like you to meet. A friend. It's not far. We can walk there. And so now... I hope it's Dex. No, actually, I, I like to think that this was like the, uh, the spiritual predecessor of Dex because we go to a diner... And no it is owned by a man. Like Attic of the Clones. Yes. A man named D.D. Otto. 
Oh my goodness. George just steals everything from the people he hires to write books. No way that movie was in development at this time. <laughs> and quite possibly the most unsettling part of this book is the trait that we go back to the most with Didi Otto are his plump fingers. Ew. It describes him many times because at one point in this book, I think it's like the bounty hunt someone ends up getting taken up with tangled up with Qui Gon and Obi Wan. And Obi Wan gets hurt and he needs like medical Oh, yeah, chapter four. <laughs> what this book also does, you know how, like, oh, I left it on my person. You know, like, kind of the, the dorky way to say, like, I... Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, it, it it says person a lot. Like, she injured your person, Dee Dee cried as soon as he no, saw Qui-Gon. No, no. I cannot believe <laughs> such a thing. Okay. So, she injured your person. I cannot believe such a thing. This was the most uncomfortable paragraph of the book. It says, Obi-Wan watched as Dee Dee cut away the tunic and carefully cleaned the wound making sure no dirt or fabric remained in the torn flesh. His plump, <laughs> his plump fingers were surprisingly delicate. No. He worked quickly and expertly with no trace of hesitation. Obi-Wan couldn't help but admire his skill. He would have expected the excitable Didi to feel faint or moan with sickness at the sight of blood. The excitable Didi. <laughs> the excitable Didi. What is happening in this book to for third graders? The sight of blood? The <laughs> Does it say moan? Yes. What is going on in this book? <laughs> Dee Dee, at one point, you know, like it said, like, you, the author will try Blood to think. honest person. The author will try to th of a, think of a, uh, boy, oh boy. Take two. <laughs> and action. <laughs> They'll try to think of a different way to say, like, this character said, this character replied, this character screamed. Sure. At one point, Dee Dee squeaked. No. <laughs> he did. Do you know what? Okay. And you know what, Riley? What? I know he's going to try to say something in the Lemony Snicket books. You want to know something about those books? Tell he me. never says anything other than said. It's always she said, he said. He doesn't do... Yeah, it's a real he she said, said, she said situation. Thing. But the dialogue is so good, you get the sense of it. You know, these Star Wars books are not very good is what I'm going to say. You got to pick and choose, and we have chose bad books. Yeah, intentionally so. Yes. I'm going to read an adult book at some point, though. I'll tease there that. are good ones out there. I, I think yeah. our, we're all going to do a group project for the courtship of Princess Leia at some point. <laughs> oh, we, for sure we are. We yeah. kind of have Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. so the main thrust of this book is so yeah the, really for no reason at all Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan have gone to see Dee Dee just I guess catch up and say hey bro and it turns out that Dee Dee is an he's an informant to the Jedi Order so that's kind of the justification we're given as to why the Jedi like Dee Dee Riley question did Obi-Wan get lunch <laughs> it's funny because that was honestly because <laughs> we get to the end of chapter well they're sounds at, like a plot hole to me they're at a diner and You're so right. you think Okay, so, well, it's funny because one of the first things Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan, don't eat the food. You know, kind of like one of those tropes in a oh, book. No. We're going to a dungeon diner, so don't you dare eat the food because you might get food poisoning. Or like in The Force Awakens. Or like in The Force Awakens where Hongo's like, don't stare. I'm like, at what? Any, any of it. Any of it. Because everybody's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> get it? But, um, so, Obi-Wan doesn't eat there. And it seriously takes until, let me uh, kind of answer that question by okay. talking about different things beside the your the answer to your Great. question. So best way to answer something. Good. They Very go good. see. They go visit Dee Dee. Like, hey, Dee Dee, remember we're chill bros. You're chill bros of the entire Jedi Order. Can I because ask this quick question? Did they mm -hmm. chill out at this diner? Actually, not not really. Ooh. I'm I'm sorry to report because not Obi interesting. Obi Wan at one point bumps into a guy, 
Um, Not chill, in my opinion. Let's see. Suppressing a sigh, Obi-Wan followed Qui-Gon into the bustling cafe. Tables were packed so closely together, they could barely squeeze through. Obi-Wan nearly knocked one customer's plate to the floor. Oh, no. The customer, a Tagorian, grabbed at it, snarling. Clumsy fool. Oh, boy. And so... Obi-Wan kept walking, carefully following Qui-Gon's graceful threading <laughs> through the narrow spaces. <laughs> Qui-Gon's graceful threading. Yeah. And so they meet up with Dee Dee, and they're like, hey, how you been doing? Yeah, I've been doing great, man. I tell you what, this whole, this whole Jedi business on all these different planets, man, it's got me thinking about a lot of things. Dee Dee's like, yeah, man, about what? It's like, man, why are we all in this big galaxy? But Who's saying this? Is this really happening? Qui-Gon this saying is this? Qui-Gon's saying the other thing? I picked up the extended edition no, of no. Star Wars. No, Jedi you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. No, sir. You really didn't. <laughs> Your funeral. But, okay, so Dee Dee and them are talking, and then it turns out that an attempt was made on Dee Dee's life. Uh-oh. A bounty hunter tried to get him, and so he says, my friend, he said, I am afraid. Danger stalks me. My person. I need your help. And so one of the one of these best things. And so in chapter two, Dee Dee kind of describes the encounter. He describes the bounty hunter did this, this, and this to me. But he doesn't know her name, but for some reason he knows where she is. This is where like the convenient events take place where you're like, oh, this person tried to steal my purse. Oh, which way did they go? I don't know, but I know they're staying at the Comfort Inn down the street. <laughs> this this literally happens in the book. Where, where what's the name of the place where she's staying at? It's seriously like it's it's an it's an inn. It's a hotel. And okay, it's like the Law and Order trope of like okay. they go and ask some random person. It is. Oh yeah, I saw him last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, she usually goes to the Comfort Inn on Tuesdays, usually around <laughs> seven o'clock. I'm sure you'll find her there. The Soft Landings Inn. Ooh. Now, what's going on here with these names? You got the Rude Awakening, mm-hmm. the Soft Landings. Uh huh. And so I don't like it. So Qui Gon lifted an eyebrow at Obi Wan. Obviously, Soft Landings Inn didn't worry about security. Okay, so. They get the room number from the innkeeper, who, of course, another trope, the innkeeper who doesn't care about nothing. She just wants to get money for the hotel room, doesn't care what kind of shady customers are staying over there. So this hotel was designed for people to just, for travelers to stay a few hours. So, yeah, so they know for some, okay, so they've gone to the soft landings end. The bounty hunter is there. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan obtained the room number. How was their landing? I would assume it would be soft. If the, but was it explicitly stated in the narrative of the book, Jedi Apprentice? No, and that's one of the 40 unforgivable plot holes of the <laughs> Diadly Hunter. And so they go up to the room. It says, uh, um, Qui-Gon knocks on the door. There was no answer. I am Qui-Gon Jinn, a Jedi Knight, Qui-Gon called through the door. We mean you no harm. We just wish to ask you some questions. I respectfully request permission to enter. Again, there was no answer, but after a moment, the door slowly slid open. Obi-Wan sensed a slither of movement near the floor, but no other disturbances. It's a snake. (laughs) The door seemed to have opened on its own. It was dark inside the room, and he could not see anyone. He felt danger shimmer out at him like cracks in broken transparent steel. It's a shiny snake. Cracks in broken transparent steel. This is... This is a thing that doesn't work in Star Wars books. We're in space, guys. Well, you know, they'll have descriptions of, like, it's like transparent steel on a blastoid fart machine. And you're like, what? I don't understand any of these words. If you're a real fan, you would. Yeah. So... Transparent steel is glass, so... I guess so. <laughs> okay, so basically, the bounty hunter says nothing, and she escapes because 
God forbid we catch the bounty hunter on page 15 because we have a entire trilogy story arc. You're only through. on page 15? Yes. Okay, we got to start speeding it along. Okay, so let me hit some more highlights. This is also another one of my favorite parts. Here's another interesting confluence of events where uh, Dee Dee has a, a well-intentioned daughter named Astri Dodo. And, <laughs> Astri Dodo? Yes. And her life mission is to kind of fix up the diner, kind of upgrade the clientele, uh, upgrade the selection on the menu, paint the walls, replace the doors, that sort of thing. And so her big break is there's like this space scientist coming in named Jenna Zan Arbor. I think that's her name. Ann Arbor? It, at one point, descri- yes, Arbor, like the Arbor Day. No, she's, Ann Arbor, like Ann Arbor, the, Michigan. Yeah, she's from the yeah, yeah it was like it was Van Arbor, Jenna Van Arbor. <laughs> no kidding. Um, but it's said that she want- Jenna Van Arbor is like an intergalactic doctor or something who wants a... Uh, like cured a deadly space virus. It describes it as a deadly space virus. <laughs> no name. What is this? That video game Prey <laughs> about a deadly space virus? Good call. Yeah, the Michael, absolutely. Michael Crichton novel Prey, the nanobots that ate people. The Julia Roberts movie Eat Prey. Love. Comma, love. <laughs> Eat Prey. Comma, love. love. Yeah. Eat, this is... Uh... Eat the book Prey by Michael Crichton. Anyway, guys. <laughs> Astrid gets her big break because the, the Van Arbors are in town. <laughs> and they need to eat a meal somewhere. And so another great thing about this is that data pads and stuff aren't, like, there, there is no Yelp in the year 2000. And so somehow, like, just hearsay brings them to her restaurant. And Astrid's trying her best to make a nice meal. And here's another one of my favorite excerpts. She's uh, kind of uh, spazzing about because, like, dinner's coming up, and Obi-Wan uh, busts in on her and says, uh, One of the servers hasn't shown up. I haven't finished the banja cakes yet. The water won't <laughs> boil for the poshi noodles, and my sauce is too spicy. No. <laughs> my That's s- my favorite kind of stuff in these books. My sauce is too spicy. I hate when that, hate when that happens. That's one of the real lies. That's going to be one of our things in this podcast. It's like, hey, listen, we got a hot take. Maybe my sauce is a little too spicy. <laughs> and then the next paragraph gets into, oh, yeah, because Obi-Wan's like, well, it smells delicious, Obi-Wan said, hopefully. And he's like, are you an angel? She's like, nah, dog. And then she says, thank you. If only I could feed them with smells. Oh, How does the place look? Fly was supposed to come by That's my new favorite part of any of our podcasts. <laughs> if only I could feed people with smells. <laughs> that brought so much joy to my dark and troubled life, I tell you. Fly was supposed to come by and sweep, and he never showed up, that rascal. After all Dee Dee has done for him. Come on, Fly. Fly. So Fly, Fly is the Fly, one of Bono's uh, yeah, alter egos from the uh, zoo, from the Zoo TV tour. Right, he's in this book, and he's another. He's like a, he's one. He's the uh, Law and Order like bartender who's like uh, wiping the uh, the counter, constantly cleaning one glass for yeah. like twenty minutes straight. <laughs> but he uh, hangs out at the uh, like the Senate cafeteria, and he just like sits there waiting for Jedi to come up to him and talk to him about stuff. And so this is where people are getting their information from, and, um. Oh, yeah, so people like Dee Dee, people like Fly. Like, Yoda at one point is like, oh, yeah, Dee Dee, he's a oh, swell God. guy. Like, no, they do. <laughs> in this book, Yoda signs off on Dee Dee, so. Uh, well, there swell you go. guy he is. Turns out he's a chill bro, because Yoda said so. That's our only requirement for this show. That's all you have to be. And so this book, it, it's one of those things where for a child novel, even I, by the end, was like, there's like just one too many moving parts for me to really like care or pay attention to this. It was interesting. But it's like, it's this mystery. We're trying to figure out pretty much why a bounty hunter wants Dee Dee dead. 
And oh, so DD's a really integral part of this plot. He's not just moving the plot along like Dex. D no, DD is like the subject matter. Of yes, the story. plot. <laughs> yes, w- without DD, there is no book. Because, like I said, Qui Gon on a whim said that. Yes, because Qui Gon on a whim decides to like, okay, we're gonna go visit DD and see say how you doing. It's funny too because Obi Wan keeps kind of like asking Qui-Gon throughout the book like Qui-Gon why are we still doing this like why do we still <laughs> and then like, like usually that. Qui-Gon literally literally says at some point he's like because he's my friend oh nice. well that's a cool Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon's great you know what he is is a chill bro and he yes. likes his buds correct me if I'm wrong but I think he's our first chill bro right he is the canonical first chill bro yeah. I believe it was uh, me myself and Irene that referred to him as oh, the chill was bro congratulations. <laughs> was he the uh, the ACB the uh, alpha chill bro <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he was. <laughs> he really was when you think about anyway, it. Anyway, a lot of stuff happens that like really okay, so there's a data pad at some point that contains a DP. A... What? <laughs> a director of photography. Go on. Continue. <laughs> okay, so there's a senator that puts S- her resignation announcement. Hey. I wanna die. <laughs> <laughs> she puts her resignation announcement on I the data WD. pad. <laughs> Guys, for another week. (laughs) (laughs) Please. So she puts the announcement on it, her resignation announcement, because that's like, I can only picture like an iPad these days where you put your most valuable information like in the notes section Mm. of your iPad. And that's what she did with her resignation (laughs) from the Senate. And this was like big time, like secret information. This is one of the pieces of information that Didi had. And that's one of the reasons he thinks that this bounty hunter might want him dead. And so like fly ends up dead. And how does he die? By death. Oh, (laughs) cause of death. Oh yeah. Being dead. Murdered by death. He, uh, so yada, yada, yada. We get to the final battle because this is a Star Wars book. This is a Star Wars story. So we need a final battle. We need a final battle. And so the most interesting part of this book to me, when Qui-Gon is instructing Obi-Wan, okay, this is how we're going to approach the fight. You remember like the, before the pod race, he's like, Anakin, hey, listen up. <laughs> bro. Hey, dude, bro, chill out for a sec. I'm going to need you to stop and feel. Don't think. Dude, bro, just, just use your instincts. Be a buddy. real bro and use your instincts. Just use your instincts. I'll just chillax for one second of your I'll stupid slave life. I'll throw that quote in so people can hear that exact quote. <laughs> like, they, like you guys just said it word for word. Oh, boy. So <laughs> so obviously they're like, it's kind of like a Jedi's mas- Jedi master's job to tell uh, a learner, a Padawan, like, come on, man, use the force. Okay, man. When you're about to fight. Just, re- like, kind of chill out for one second. So here's Drink the- a Long Island iced tea and just be a chill bro. The- Obi-Wan is 14, so. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is did- that true? Yeah, he said he's 14 in this Well, book. I forgot that detail. I don't know what the drinking is. Maybe he, like, had an Ord Mantellian iced tea. <laughs> oh! Or, like, a, uh, hey, have, like, a, a, a Nema Outpost mixer and, like, it's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's anachronistic what you just said. You know what? On Nima Outpost, the mixer is always dry. Oh, go on because of paragraph. Desert. Continue. Please Some continue. mixed drinks are dry, guys. Please continue. We know. I'm it. infuriated and upset, and I won't talk to you for the rest of the podcast. Okay, so I'm just kidding. We're still <laughs> best friends. <laughs> so here's the the instructions that Qui Gon gives to Obi Wan. Step one: apply soap and lather. Ew. His plump fingers. Ew. The mystery Lord. of the bath. Surprisingly <laughs> delicate. <laughs> Plump. So here's the instruction. This is like my fourth attempt at reading this paragraph, Please but here we it. go. Let's make it a fifth. Okay. 
Remember how she fought last time, Padawan, Qui-Gon said to him in a murmur. Her strategy is to attack those we defend in order to keep us busy. Expect her to move in their direction first. Watch her shoulders to tell you which way she will move. So, we have this context, and at no point through the rest of this fight, or prior to this, does Qui-Gon tell Obi-Wan to use the Force at any point <laughs> in book, the conflict. I'm looking at the book, and you're pretty close to the end of it at this point, so that's yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. But, yeah, so the emphasis... The, really, the book doesn't really discuss the Force all that much, you guys. This is the Unlike Jedi... Unlike our next episode. The Jedi Apprentice series doesn't the, really... Yeah, that whole series did not delve too deeply into the Force. You get... There's some interesting things that happen into it. You might want to go back and read a couple yeah. sections. Yeah, I, my remembrance of the series is that the best stuff is little moments of wisdom between Qui-Gon yeah. and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. There's a section where Obi-Wan leaves the Jedi Order. That's kind of cool. Whoa, I don't remember that. Boy. Read that book, Isaac. Maybe. <laughs> so, the this is a, a good part. This is a, a great way to... Because this book really is, like we were talking about, they're not talking the Force much. This really is like a children's mystery series with with Star Wars skin put on it. like, And that's kind of like what I come back to. Like One of the reasons I like the new canon is the books are kind of... Even like, I haven't really read many like the young children books... But, like, Guardians of the Wills, right? That's, like, the youngest reader book out right now that kind yeah. of is kind of been mass re- been talked about yeah. a lot by different people. And I haven't read that, but from what I've heard, it isn't just, like, Baze and Sherrod have to solve the mystery of the, the lost will. <laughs> no, like, I've been flipping through it, and it looks it looks really neat. It just mm-hmm. seems like a good little book. But, yeah, but, fun, but, but we're, cool bros. <laughs> we're, actu- we're expanding the universe, which is ostensibly what the old expanded universe was supposed to do. Instead of just once again taking genres of fiction and like putting slapping Star Wars skin on it. Do you know what's interesting though? Because this is the first book that we have discussed post Phantominus. Mm. And because of that, technically, when you think about it, this book that you were reading is now in the phase that we are currently in in the new canon where they can't get into it too much because the movies might negate any new stuff. So they have right. to really operate in between the films. That's, that's why they said it. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Yeah. They said that, it pre and I hadn't, Menace. I hadn't thought about that context, but that, that might be important if we read any more of these Jedi Apprentice books. That gets into why the ending fell so flat for me, because they can't go many places. So the book ends with the bounty hunter kidnapping Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, and you have to read it next. The thing, yeah, and so Obi-Wan's like, in the let me read the last paragraph, because the, the way it, it puts it so dramatically, even though, of course, every kid who has read this book probably at least has a cursory knowledge of the Phantom Menace to know like what happens to the characters and, and who makes at this point. Exactly. So had Qui-Gon been captured by the bounty hunter or had he captured her? Was he mortally wounded? Was he alive hyphen or dead? Yeah. I think he's dead. I think he's dead too. <laughs> so that's, and th- that's the, that's the thing. So the, the next book in the series, what was it? I forget. I don't even have it with me. That's an ad for the Seventh Tower. You guys remember the Seventh Tower? I remember no. this new. I remember tower them being coming out. So, so overall, how would you how would you rate this book? Actual quality of the book, I'm not going to rate that. It was yeah, a, I'm sure it's not great. It's a children's novel from the yeah. year 2000. I'm not going to go down that road. But in terms of pure entertainment value, I'd give it a B plus. Wow, yeah, yeah. It's, solid. Yeah, solid. It because passed. it took me an hour to read. Right. And it was fun to read, and it was it made me laugh and made me cry. Didi's <laughs> plump fingers is that yeah. what made you Didi's cry? <laughs> episode, it made me cry for a different. Episode reasons. title: 
Dee Dee's plump, plump fingers. fingers are too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> spicy plump fingers. Well, guys, fingers. thanks for listening uh, again. Now, thanks, let's, Isaac. Oh wait, sorry. What? Well, I think what we should do first. Yeah. Are you going to read the next book? In I'll the read the next book. Oh, what yeah, is, you got it. Because here's what I think: if I've listeners want to get the ne- the most out of our book discussions, I think <laughs> one thing that is nice for our listeners is we're picking books that are pretty short, and so it's easy to just burn a couple pages, and it, it won't take you very Literally? long at all. It really. Hey, much like a uh, John Malkovich film, burn it after reading. Is John so, Malkovich a good actor, or is he just who college kids like because they were told he was a good actor because he has the, big teeth? These are the questions that we ask on Grandma Off Talking. Now, Isaac, what's the yes. next book in the series? Great question. It, it, it This is... It kind of has like Qui Gon being stretched out on like a pentagram or something. It's this really disturbing. It's a really disturbing book cover. Like it's it, seriously like it looks like Qui Gon being tortured by somebody. Let me. Okay, the book book twelve of the Jedi Apprentice series, uh, listeners at home, is called the Evil Experiment. <laughs> Guys, if you thought this experiment was gonna be playful in patty cake. Think again, because... It's going to be evil. Playful patty cake experiment starring Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> There's someone, a lady with eyes. Well, you can only see her from, like, the bridge of the nose. <laughs> no, wait. She has eyes? A lady with eyes, you say? Only two, as opposed to... Uh, <laughs> Trioculus. Prince Shizor of Trioculus, who had... Excuse the Rose? So, yeah, the evil experiment, guys. If you want to join in this evil experiment with me... <laughs> That is the you most have... lazy title I've ever heard of for any children's book in my life. Even worse than The Deadly Hunter? Guys, let's go through the uh, titles yes. of the Jedi Apprentice series and pick bad. out the laziest title. Let's Book one, The Rising Force, The Dark Rival. Ooh, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Say the first word, and we'll figure out if we can figure Ooh. out the second word. Yeah, good idea. Okay, I'll just cut out, first I'll cut out okay. the word the because every single one starts with the word <laughs> Don't the. Don't cut it out. Don't cut it out. Say okay. it. But then we have to guess the, the next two words. We have, to, we have to guess the rest of the title. Are they okay. only like? Is it like this? Is it the Deadly Hunter, the Evil Experiment? Are they all two words? It's all two. It's all. Th- it's all four words or less, basically. Okay. 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 So book number one is called The Rising Blank. You already said this one. I don't remember it though. Maybe I do. So forgot. you guess. Sun. <laughs> Force. Book number two. The Dark Blank. Night. Saber. Mm. <laughs> Rival. <laughs> Um, o for whatever, how many do we look three? The Hidden Blank. Fortress. Path. Obviously. Book four. <laughs> Is it really fortress? No, it's the Hidden Past. Oh. Book oh, number four. Wait, hidden Past? I said Path. Past. Like, oh, you were close. I was close. Book number Probably four is called The Mark. Conville. McConville. The, the from Super Ego. <laughs> the Mark. Frost from Twin Peaks. The Jedi. Mark of the Crown. That was the one with Qui-Gon. He had like the, uh, the holographic crown above his head remember <laughs> he's, remember oh. he's like doing like these like wrap off hands where he's like pointing out at the crowd and he's got the crown above his head <laughs> please read that book too read oh all of we'll get to all these in like the next three years because these <laughs> these come up by so really every six weeks i get to talk about a book we'll have quit before then but oh boy the defenders blank the defenders defend staff I said defend. The, <laughs> the defenders of the dead. Oh, oh, that's five words, you liar. Guys, you're a real lying liar. <laughs> I'm a lot of things. What are you, a Jim Carrey One thing movie? I'm not is a the Jim movie Carrey. Liar Liar starring Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Book number six is The Uncertain Blank. Ah, fart. Riley got it right because he's a big party pooper. Oh. <laughs> Book number seven is The Captive Blank. Path. Captive. <laughs> <laughs> captive. 
Apprentice. This is such great podcasting, guys. The Captive Temple. Ah, no, this is fun. The listeners at home are going to be playing too. These, the, the verb and noun don't seem to go together. The day blank. Uh, actually, the, the day. stood still. The day of blank. The tentacle. Night. Uh, I'll give you one hint. Bane as represented in The Dark Knight Rises. You think the darkness is your ally? The day of. Darkness. You were born. He was. No, <laughs> Bane was Gotham's what? Reckoning. Reckoning. The day of reckoning. Hey! Take back your city. <laughs> and we give it back to you, the people. Book number 10 is called The Shattered Blank. Fortress. Of the mind's eye. <laughs> the shattered of the mind's eye. Like the shattered piece. Mm. To think I didn't say empire when that book is... And right lastly, book number 11 is called The Deadly Blank. Ist Catch. <laughs> Apprentice. Aww. The name of the book, guys. Yeah, so we are actually going to end it now. Actually, for oh. sure. Actually, for sure. That was a great... Uh, game. Wait, Jake. There. Jake. No. Jake. No. So no. Are we really no. still friends? No. Are we not still friends? <laughs> <laughs> we are after that. <laughs> so Isaac, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome for doing this for I'm, us. I'm so happy now. It's you been guys. yet another week of minor talking. Garbage. What do we call this? Just minor mock talking. E U. Minor mock. I can see now that it is actually hard to say E U. It is. I don't know how to say it. That's why we don't say it. Um, slightly less de- delicately curated short form discussion. We want to thank Isaac, who is Irec on Twitter. I will speak no longer for doing this book for us. We want to thank Jake, who is Jacob Kreitz on Twitter at twitter.com. At twitter.com. Jake, is it really? And he did you? talk, huh? He talked. Yeah, longer. he said he wasn't you know talking full anymore. Lies, like J.J. Abrams himself. All right, we're gonna, we got to end this right now. Yeah, this is so Goodbye, bad. everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Wait, 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 we apologize. Wait, 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 wait. I do a lot of voices when we play our Star Wars game, which you guys oh, refuse to fine. play with me because you hate me. That's not true. We just oh, always go for way too we... long and we don't have time. No, I know. I just want to do it. Look, I don't want to record it. I just want to play as friends. We can be friends. You keep trying to hang out as friends, but it just keeps not happening. And someone's not taking a hint. Guys. <laughs> not interested. <laughs> <laughs> We've alienated Dodgson Lugnut from our show. I don't want to. Poor Bobson Dugnut. I think it was Bobson Dugnut. He was like was. the first guy that said nice stuff about us, too, I think. He I was. Oh, and then we chased him away. I'm sorry, Bobson. Bobson, if you're still listening, you're not. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, I do want to know are you the one who gave us that one star review, though, Bobson? Hey, Bobson. Yeah, the, <laughs> just come on the show. Come on the show, and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can edit your reviews. Keep us five stars. Yeah, just we'll put this in the post credits.